All right. Welcome to the Raising Athletes podcast, episode 44. You want to crush your goals in 2022? Well, so do we. So here we are to talk about how we can do that. This is a, a fun one because we haven't done just Susie and I together in a while. And we thought it'd be fun to, you know, as we close out 2021 and as we look forward to 2022, let's talk about how do we help ourselves and how do we help our, our teen teenagers and our athletes to do that. So I'm Kirsten Jones, a peak, perform, peak performance and sports parenting coach. I love helping athletes and their parents figure out how to do their best you know, get release their limiting beliefs and move forward towards their dreams. And I'm Susie Walton. I'm the founder of Indigo Village, and I am a family coach. And I love working with parents because I feel like I can have a better and bigger impact on kids if I work with the parents and in supporting them and how to support the journey of a teen, especially at, with our podcast, the, the athletic teen, the one that wants to do the sports. So we're so a great yeah. combination. We're a great combination. <laughs> we, are. we are so much fun. We, are, we have fun at least. <laughs> um, so yeah, welcome back. We both just went out of town and played in the snow a little bit. And uh, now we're back to Los Angeles, a little rainy LA. Um, we were just talking as we, as, before we started here about what's important and how can we best help you know, probably first, again, put on your own face mask before you help others. So this is for parents also, like, how do you, how do you, how do you set goals? And how do you want to support your athlete in setting goals? And how do you model it when you set a goal? And what do you model when your goal is off target for a little bit? Like, what does right. your self-talk look, talk look like? Because they're always watching. They hardly ever hear what you have to say, but they're always watching what you do. <laughs> They're taking notes. Yes. yes. And they regurgitate it back to you later. Yeah. Uh, so one of the statistics I've heard about goal setting, and we always have New Year's resolutions, and, and it's something like 90% of New Year's resolutions are broken by Valentine's Day, right? So I don't suggest this be, uh, okay, we're going to set resolutions, and we have to stick to them, and we have to do them perfectly. No, this is a th an exercise. You could be listening to this in July or September. And what we're just recommending is looking at what you can do and what are the things that you're doing and your child can be doing that can help them move forward in whatever goal that they're trying to pursue. Obviously, in this case, it's mostly through you know the lens of sport. So um, there's a couple different ways we can look at this or how, how I help my clients. And I know Susie has her own way of doing it too. Um, one way, so let's talk about, you know, two different ones that I think are fun. So number one is I call it reflect, inspect, project, or reflect, project, and then quantify. So how do you, let's reflect on what happened in 2021? Well, it was not a great year, but it was better than 2020. <laughs> so even if 21, 21 wasn't exactly what you or your athlete hoped it would be, your child hoped it would be, there's still some wins that, ha that probably happened in that year. So looking at those through, I look at through four lenses. Number one is through your body, through your health. What happened to you healthfully that, you know, are wins and are it, it, evaluating what happened. Number two is your heart. That's love, whether it's family, whether it's friends. How did you connect with others and how important that is? Number three. And wait, and one, and wait, wait, wait. One, oh. number, I just want to step in there. Number two okay, about sorry. the heart. It's also yeah. about self-love, self too. Like, yes, how much you loved out there and how much did you do pay attention to your own self-love and self-acceptance on your shortcomings? Okay. Yeah, Continue. So num yes, number three would be mind. So school or work 
or what are the things that you're doing creatively to stimulate? What are you learning about? What are you inspired by? Who's inspiring you? So mind is all about not necessarily just academics, but it's about your whole person. You want to add anything to that one? Uh, it's again, I feel like it's again, like, especially as adults, as parents, so to speak, like we, we always need to keep learning and whatever that looks like. And as you're, again, how you're, when you're talking, like, I would love for you as parents who, you know, are listening to this right now is to actually speak those four steps out loud so that your kids know what you're doing in that moment. And I would have that conversation, you know, if perhaps you want to repeat those again, the four and for yeah, you guys. Well, so that, yeah. Sorry. The fourth one is fun is your soul. So what are you doing to fill your soul? So as much as you have goals of things that, oh my gosh, I want to whatever, go, go on the trip of a lifetime this year or, but what are the things that fill your soul? I saw a woman today that I follow. She posted that she loves sitting on the couch, watching a movie, drinking a cup of tea and knitting. Like that fills her soul. It doesn't have to be financial. It doesn't have to involve leaving your home or your bedroom or wherever you are. But what are the things that you're doing that are filling your soul? So like today, my, I, 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 oh, go ahead. Right, I was going to say today I went and, um, play beach volleyball I'm down in San Diego and it's windy and rainy and you know the elements are out there and I still chose to go play beach volleyball this morning even though it was cold and just crazy being on the, the beach at the moment but boy did it fill my soul it had been like three weeks since I played and I'm like gosh that just fills me right yeah and those are the things you know it because so when you say well how do you how do you know well it's something that you when when it happens when you're able to do it you're like Oh, I can breathe. I, I feel home. I'm in the right place. You just know intuitively that those are things that are, that are, you know, whether it's doing music, I know a lot of kids like, like to make beats or like to create music or like to draw or like to color. Like what are those things that your child is doing that are not sports related? I mean, great if they're getting it through their, their, their athletic endeavor as well, but creating a whole person in, you know, is also modeling. What are things away from sport that fill, fill your soul. One of my favorite things about Christmas is it forces my kids to leave their sport behind for even in my high school son's 48 hours he had off. <laughs> but it was 48 hours where he was, we went painting as a family and we, you know, all hung out and we played charades as a family and we did things that we don't do in our day to day lives because we get so busy with everything else. So again, parents, the four things are your body which is your health and your, and your, you know, what are you doing to take care of your body? How are you eating? How much are you sleeping? Your heart and how are you loving others? And then as Susie mentioned, how are you loving yourself? What are you doing to feed your soul, your mind, your spirit or your work and your school, and then your soul, which is what are you doing to have fun? So I have a forum and I'll actually put it on, I'll update it. It's a couple mm -hmm. years old, the one I have, but I'll update it and I'll have it on my website and we'll tell, you know, that's where you'll find the podcast too reflect on those four things, write a couple things down in each of those four categories, and then, you know, project as to what is it you want to do in 2022 in each of those categories and quantify the kind of the most important thing to do is to be specific. And that's whenever I'm helping my clients set goals, we talk about, you know, well, what do you want to do? Well, I want to make the team. Well, I want to be a starter. Well, I want to, what specifically do you have control over versus goals, bad goals. A bad goal is saying, you know, I want to, I want to be, I want to get, be the league MVP. Why is that a bad goal? 
Well, because you don't have any control over who they decide <laughs> is the MVP. You know, what do you have control over is setting a goal that you have 100% control over. Such yeah. as, yeah. I, such like, as, such... what am I going to do today in service of my vision of wanting to be, a, be the best player? I'm going to eat well. I'm going to work out for an hour. I'm going to go get 500 shots up. I'm going to... Um, talk to a health coach, you know, things that are uh, that are specific and that are in service of your bigger vision. Right? I mean, that I so, be, that's so I important, wanna... parents, for you to hear that, because um, you can support your kids in that where you can't you, where you don't want to support your kid is telling them they're not doing enough of that. Like this is their journey. They picked you as you, the, you they picked you as their parents because they wanted you to support them in their journey, but not manage their journey. And you all know, in any mastery, we don't just get there overnight. There's a, we make a lot of mistakes along the way. And we could all sit there and look at what we did perhaps back in high school ourselves. And we're like, oh, why didn't I do more? But that was part of our journey. It wouldn't have mattered what your parents had said to you. You're going to do what you're going to do. Yes. I was listening to you, driving back from Park City last night, listening to a great book called Spark. And in it, she followed seven or eight different greats. And one of them was Julia Child, who didn't start cooking until she was 37 years old, didn't write her first cookbook until she was 41, which didn't get published until she was 47 years old. And she happened to do this one, which got back to Boston from living overseas. They did this TV show. She was a guest on Good Morning America or something. And she so she was so uh, flustered by the whole thing. She'd never done, but she just made fun of herself. And she laughed at herself the whole time that after that show, everybody wrote in saying, we want to hear more. We want to hear more. And out of that came her TV show. And one of the best things that they talk about with her TV show was she kind of always made fun of herself because she had no, she was like, I I'm learning this too. Oh, I didn't know that you couldn't put this in the chicken or you couldn't do this. <laughs> and she was just always kind of laughing at herself. And I think what a great role model, because I think right now we have such a culture of, well, you got to specialize and you got to specialize when you're seven and you have to be a master by the time you're 15. And if you haven't figured it out. So as parents, same thing, like, what are we trying this year in 2022 that we've never done before? What if we look silly doing it? What if we drop the chicken in the middle of the show? What are we, how are we going to respond to that? What are we modeling as far as taking risks and it not being perfect? Exactly. It's, again, we have no idea the pressure we put on our kids when we set these expectations of ourselves or, you know, and then we beat ourselves up over it. That's what your kids are learning. And then they feel the pressure of thinking they have to do it all the right way. So I love Julia Child and I love that whole concept of hers is just having fun, try new recipes, you know, be gentle with yourself and um, have fun. I, her, her message was always have fun. Yes. And she just, how much, this. I was just going to say, how many if you parents listen to this right now? Are you having fun? Any of you teenagers listening to this podcast, are you having fun? Like you have to have fun to make it through this life. It cannot be all like, boom locked in and no fun. It's way too off balance. So that's a great question. I want to ask you actually. So I feel like having three kids that are doing sport and you know, one of them feels like maybe this isn't my thing. But we're a family who does sports. And this is what we've signed up for. How do you help them have fun when there's so much pressure around the day to day that they have this many practices and this many workouts and this many tournaments? How do you help them find that? 
Well, that's, I mean, that's a great question. And the thing is, is that you always, you want your home to be a place where everybody gets to come home at the end of the day and recharge. Like kids are kids and some of them are going to be that locked in, you know, some of those going to be those, that Kobe Bryant that was so locked in, but then he started having all these little daughters around and his whole life changed. Right. And he had started having a lot more fun. But in general, there are all those people there, but your home, you know, your home needs to be that place where kids can, and parents can come home and recharge and not be asked about their practices or, you know, why did they miss that shot or why aren't they eating better? You know what I mean? Like that doesn't help. It's like you come home and like, okay, we're done with the outside world. Let's play charades, right? Mm-hmm. Let's watch a movie together. Let's let's turn on the music really loud while we clean the kitchen and dance and whatever. And teenagers are like, what? But the thing is, they'll still do it and have fun. Yes, good advice. And that's, yeah, I'm living through that now too. Is I'm in with two teenagers and one in college and you get the eye rolls. It doesn't matter what your background is or what you, you know, people say, well, it's easy for you. Oh no, like no one, no one has any <laughs> no. outs on this and no one wants to listen to their parents. And I get it, me included. I know I didn't. So I know that mine don't either. Um, a second way. So we talked about the four in a goal setting sheet. And if you could easily set, reflect, project, and inspect uh, body, heart, mind, soul, Another more simple one, again, that I love is a tradition we have as a family is doing vision boards. Mm-hmm. And as we're the week of New Year's Eve, and it doesn't have to be on New Year's Eve, but I always feel like New Year's Eve is kind of way overrated anyway. And why, you know, why go out when you can just put your feet up? So we sit down as a family and I have them fill out a balance wheel, which is just basically, you know, find it online. And it's all the things in your life, your health, your wealth, your, your, you know, interests, all the things we were talking about earlier, and just identify, where do I feel like I'm doing really well, like my friendships are strong, I have, I give myself a 10 there, each child and each parent can do this. And where are the things that are not that strong? Okay, my you know, my spiritual connection or my, um, my grades or whatever, and you get to reflect on each of those. And then you project onto a board and that can be pictures are wonderful thing for our brains to take in and to have in front of you every day. And even if you're not looking at it all the time, somewhere in the back of your brain, your subconscious is thinking, okay, that's something that I thought I want to do, something that I would love to have, you know, out there in the world. So it's a it's a fun way to, it doesn't have to be super serious, um, but it's a great way, you know, as you were just saying, having fun together, a great way for your family to get together. I just go to Target or Walmart or whatever and buy cheap little white, you know, it doesn't have to be a big board, but just a little board and then buy a couple magazines or let kids, they want to download stuff from the internet, perfect. And then have them create their own vision board and you create your own, your own as well. Again, model what you want them to do. And that becomes part of who, what they're looking forward to in the coming year. Yeah, it's a it's a great parent-child thing to do. Even if your child's like five or six years old, you know, it still works. You, you can It's a pro- art project, so to speak. And with the older kids, just let them go for it. And yeah. they can be simple. They don't have to be anything intricate. Mine's super simple. <laughs> one of my friends saw my hanging up. They go, oh, did your grandchild do that one for you? And I'm like, no. <laughs> That was totally mine. I have simple goals, you know, and when I visualize what I want in my life, there's not a lot of hoopla around it. Just simple vision of what my life is to be for me. 
I remember we did it like five years ago when we had just moved to Los Angeles or been here like six months or something. And my middle one, he said he didn't have many friends. So his goal for that year was to connect more and make more friends. Hmm. And that that happened to be the year of the bar mitzvahs and the bat mitzvahs. And he ended up getting invited to 13 of them because he was the dance guy and everybody wanted him there to dance. And so <laughs> he was like, it worked. But even I think it, that gave us a, an opening as a family to talk about that being important to him and that being something that he needed. Other, You know, you say, oh, how are you doing? Oh, fine. Well, do you have friends? Yeah. But it actually made it, it clarified it for him that that was something that was lacking. So it can be in any aspect of your life. You can also do a vision board for your app, for your sport, which I do with my clients too, or hmm. what, are, what are the things as an athlete you want to focus on? You know, your workouts, your sleep, your meditation, your, is it mental? Is it physical skills? Is it sports specific skills? What are those things that you want to do? So you can do either or both, which I think are very powerful. It can be very powerful tools. Yeah. Um, so I have a question for you on that one. Like when you're working with your teen athletes and they're like, well, I want to, um, I want to be the MVP. Like, do you allow them to put MVP? Do you tell them to go ahead and put that on their board? Or you say, well, you know, it's uh, all the other things that are going to make you the MVP. Like, how do you handle that? Cause I'm sure some of those kids are like, I want to be MVP. I want to be in the MVP. You know, I want to be in the league or whatever it might be. So how do you handle that with the teens? I think dreaming big is important and having big goals and big dreams. And just because you don't get to the MBA or you don't become the MVP, should you ask for it? Absolutely. So I remember again, several years ago, my oldest son put Duke. He wanted to play basketball at Duke. Did he end up at Duke? No, but he ended up in division one basketball. Pretty darn good, right? So, and I remember it's, it's important just to say, okay, this is a big audacious goal. We all need big audacious goals. And then you get into the day-to-day -day goals. So what are the things I'm doing that would support that vision? And if you end up anywhere near <laughs> getting to that level, <laughs> good win, for you, right? right? It's a win. And so parents, it's that, in that moment, it's so important for you not to be like looking at the kid's board there like, hey, I thought you wanted to be MVP. So you, I have, I, you haven't been sleeping much. Like you don't get to, you don't get to do that. Unless you're okay with your kid going to your board and like, hey, mom, I thought you wanted to work out and you haven't worked out in three weeks. Because, you know, as parents are like, that's because you guys have been like so busy. and you're, I've had a drive, you know, we've come up with all. So just stay out of each other's, you know, vision boards. Once complete, it's complete. You can check in with how their kids are doing towards their board, but you cannot do it with any kind of judgment thinking, well, they better figure out they haven't been eating well. Because it's their journey. Like, that's the thing. You need to support them not rescue them and not make them wrong. And the goal isn't to be perfect. The goal isn't to do it 100% perfectly. The goal is to set, to set the target. And then what are, the, what are the habits and how I show up every day? How is that supporting the direction I say I wanna go? And if, I, and if they're not working out and they're not eating well and they're not sleeping well, then you have to say, okay, you know, maybe this isn't a goal. Is it a goal? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so what are you doing to support that? Well, I really want to. I don't really want to sleep. I really just want to play video games. Okay. Well, then we need to revisit what what you're really focused on and how we can reset. Or and also, okay. I know you love um, gaming, and I also know you love your sport. So how are you going to make it work where it's more of a balance? Because right now it looks off balance. Yeah. Because parents out there, your kids are going to be screens are with us for the rest of our lives. They're not going anywhere. 
So it's, you know, I would love for you to start really using screen time as a way of teaching kids self-management versus using it as a punishment or as a bribe. So, so that can be more, enough. Speak more about that. So how do you use it as a carrot versus as a stick? Um, the thing is, the carrot is always about like, you know, well, if you want to have the screens then you have to go do something, right? But it's more like, listen, I get that you love your screen and I get you love your sport. And so as long as you're, you know, getting up and eating dinner with us and you're going to bed on time and regardless of the sport or not, you can have your screen. I don't want to take your screen away from you. And though I only have two or three or five years left with you to really support you in learning how to manage it all because it'll always be with you. So I'm just going to, we're going to, I'm going to set some guidelines around it. And whether that helps your sport or not, I, I don't know. But for me, I know I'm going to feel better as a parent if I've given you enough tools so that when you go off to college or wherever you go, you could turn off the screen in order to get to practice or get to your job or get to your class. So that's how, I mean, I would, you know, and so when they turn it off and they go on and they move to a, you know, move to get to come to dinner with the family, great. The result will be you can have more screen time. If we find that we're, you know, you're struggling and you barely get to the table and then you're like grumpy, then just, just tomorrow there's no screen time before dinner and we'll try it again the next day. So it's just really teaching them and giving them the opportunity to practice, practice, practice. Because once again, in any mastery, and we're talking about the mastery of screen time right now, there's going to be a lot of mistakes. And you tell your kids, you're going to make a lot of mistakes. You are going to fight it. You are going to like stay up too late at night. And that's would be part of your lesson. Just knowing that the next night there won't be screen because you're going to, I'm going to make sure you go to bed on time. And then the next day you get to try it again. It's such a, oh my God, I just wish, not that I wish this, I had this with my kids, but I wish I had this information. <laughs> and then I had my kids with the screen so I could totally use it as a way of man self-management. Yes. What great advice. I love that. Um, so yeah, to parents to wrap up, you know, several resources here. One would be, um, I'll set, I'll post the, the goal setting sheet and or doing your own, you know, option B is doing your own vision board together exercise. And again, whether it happens this week or not, who cares? It can happen at any point in the year. You yeah. know, every day is a new day. So when you guys have a weekend, you're not doing anything or three hours, you're not doing something sit down and do it together as a family. It's a phenomenal way to, again, have discussions about what's interesting you and what's motivating you. I mean, my daughter said to me in the car yesterday, I wanna take boxing this year and I wanna take acting classes and awesome, like so good, right? Like trying different things is what we want them to do and being okay that, you know, I don't have, you don't have to be trying to go to Juilliard. You're just trying it out <laughs> to, to see if it's, if it's fun. Sampling is a, is a very important part of our yeah, that's sampling is yeah, that sampling is so important because for you guys who have those kids that want to try boxing and acting and volleyball and da 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 da, it's really important that you don't sign them up for like three year programs or you know buy them a grand piano like because they want to take like these are the kids who will eventually will master something, but they're going to try they're going to be that sampler. I love that name. They're going to sample a lot until they, something that that niche hits them. So you don't want to like invest too much at the same time, but be open to possibilities and giving them the opportunity to try and some all of this out as much as they can. And again, the only rules I have are if you start something, you finish it. So if you start yep. a season of softball or boxing or whatever, 
you try it out and you, you go through that session. And mm -hmm. once you're done with that, and if you're like, okay, this isn't for me, fine, we move on. But we, we start what we finish what we start so that we can, you can teach them that it's, it's important to do that. Yeah. I mean, that's why also you don't want to set them up for a three-year program. Yeah, like, exactly. you know, sign up for, go to the rec center where everything's like a month or six weeks, right? Yeah. Or you pay only for a month of boxing because you don't know after that right. first month if it's, you know, but they, for those younger kids, maybe the older kids to get a calendar out and say, listen, let you're wanting to do this. Look at this calendar. Look at these days. You're committing to that amount of time. So if that's your goal, to, to have boxing, just know it's 90 days that we're up in front paying for. So yeah. are you willing and ready for this, this challenge to, to meet this goal? And it's such a great life lesson too, right? It's like, yeah. so. and at day 21, when she says, no, I'm done. Say, Oh, great. Well, and you know, the, the, the remainder of this time, you're just going to push through it because you, you yeah. wanted to try it. And in order to really decide whether you like it or not, because it's usually we, we have a dip when learning, we get excited about something. And then usually there's a fairly steep <laughs> cliff because it gets hard, right? Whether you're learning a language, whether you're learning to snowboard, whether anything we're learning, we get excited, excited, and then we drop off and go like, no, Spanish isn't for me. Well, you don't know until you come out the other side and going through the dip is what the commitment is about and then you mm -hmm. come out the other side and you're like okay i really don't want to become an expert at this or i don't even want to become you know whatever a level one fine but you have to at least go through the dip in order to determine whether it is or not right yeah and anything yeah. worth doing it is going to have a dip anything worth doing so have them yeah. yeah so have them set the goal have them check out the calendar what that season or that month looks like and then tell them to go for it. I've had parents who the kid just would not go to karate. So she would say, well, we're still going and I'm not getting out of the car. Okay. And she'd pull up right where the karate studio was right in the front of the window and would have her son watch for the 45 minutes. And eventually, <laughs> and every time the teacher would come out and say, do you want to participate? I mean, I have a grandson who's seven and wanted to play soccer and signed up for the whole season. First practice, first four or five practices, he would do some ex some of the little skills things with him, but he wouldn't play and participate. The coach was so good with him. And you just let him sit there and sit on his soccer ball and watch so much. And after the fourth or fifth practice, every time he would invite him to come in and play that scrimmage part. And one day he said yes. And then it just took off from there. Because it's also those kids that want to do something, but those are the, the observers that when they get there, they want to observe how it all works before they jump jump in. And that's okay too, as long as they're going and they're part of the team in that aspect. So good. And parents, a third resource would be to reach out to Susie or I. We both do this one-on-one -on -one with parents and their athletes or with groups, with teams, with clubs, with whoever, if you're looking for tools to help um, set goals, reset, get ready for the season. Um, I'm meeting with three different teams this month just to do that kind of work, which I love. And I think it really helps you set yourself up for success. So thank you so much. Any thank you. Words? Yeah. Uh, happy new year. <laughs> you know yes. what? Oh, we, we all went bouncing into 2021, like, yeah. And there was a lot of bumps along the way, but look at you. We all made it like here we all are. And who knows what 2022 is going to bring. But I feel like for me personally, maybe not a lot of my goals were you know, accomplished, but one of them was just the, not the just the connection with my family members, you know, my kids and the, their wives and the grandkids, like the connection is stronger than ever. And so 
I am so in much, so much gratitude for that. And that's what 2000, I think 20 and 21 have given to us as a gift, a silver lining. It's just knowing what's important to us now. So onward to 2022 and let it roll in and we'll see what we do with our goals and how it all looks. And you? Yes. Yeah, same. Thank you so much. And being, being connected and, you know, one of my, I try to choose a word every year of what I'm mm. going to focus on. And, you know, a lot of it is just, is it being or is it allowing, but just not getting too caught up in whatever the future or the past is. And I think it's really hard when we don't know what the future holds, but it doesn't mean you're not doing anything. It just means trying to slow things down and enjoy every moment, whether it's being at your kid's game or, you know, doing your work or, you know, this morning I took my dog on a big hike in nature and I just stood at the top of the hill, looked down onto the valley and was like, this is amazing, right? Being in this moment is such a gift. Yes. And being in this moment for the ups and the downs, like when your kids don't make that team or they're not starting or, they weren't able, whatever it might be that you're so present with them. Cause I feel like that's what you're, it's like being present, right. And being present mm-hmm. through their sadness, you know, through their disappointments, along with their joys and their successes, being present, present and not thinking you have to fix it or change it for them because they can do that on their own. They need as parents, they need you to support them and hold them in their light in those, in those dark moments of their soul, so to speak. So good. I love being present with you, Susie. So much fun. We just have so much fun together. I know. We do. It's, I love us. I love us. I love us. <laughs> all right. Well, we'll let you guys all go. Thank you so much for tuning in. As always, on Raising Athletes podcast, we're trying everything, falling down, standing up and doing it all over again. And we're here to help you do that, too. Um 2022 will be year number three of the podcast for us. And we're so excited to be kicking off 2022 um, bigger and better and bolder. And uh, we'd love for you to follow us on uh, iTunes and on call in and rate and share and like, and let everybody know. And of course, send us our, your questions, reach out. If there's anything we can do to help, we love being a part of your journey. Thank you. Let, let's do this. Let's, let's try it again. One, two, okay, three. Two, three. Let's, let's do this. Do this. <laughs> <laughs>